Oh, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. And that's you. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here. And it is Friday. And it is Friday for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the, and welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. I got money. All right. My beard is a little crazy today. What's going on? You know, that's what happens when you, you know, take a shower. No, I'm just playing. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man, look, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about Elon Musk's latest allegations, his allegations that have come out. He's getting hashtag me also. He's getting me also already. Why is he getting me also? You guys got to understand the normal ham and egger. They don't know anything about what's going on. Many people, baby boomers, they woke up and watched the CBS morning news and they found out, wow, Elon Musk, he went to the Jack Shack and he wanted a little special treatment after a massage. You got to realize these people are lemmings. They're normies. They have no idea. All right. And they don't have any idea of why these things are happening. We're going to break it down because our homeboy, Elon Musk, he got caught up. Can you feel it? Caught up. All right, I'm losing control. My voice is not here. <coughs> me, 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 me. Anyway, man, we're going to talk about that. We got a couple of other great stories that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Superhead, Corinne Steffens. All right, out here with a bunch of monkey sims. We're going to talk about when women rise to power, how they had the moral high ground when, when they were underneath power. But when they rise to power, they start behaving and doing things like we were doing them, and we get the blame for it. We're going to show you that. We're going to show you with her den of demons and her monkey simps. We're also going to talk about Bronny James. Bronny James out here. He didn't win and got him a flat back to Kaylee. He didn't win here and got him a fat, flat back to Kaylee, and people went in on the homeboy. Man, he's 17 years old. He's a teenager, and he won him a flat back. All right, shout out for the long back. He went and got him a long back. All right, and then they, listen, Southern California, this is what happens here. I don't know, man. I always keep warning you about Southern California. All right, people think interracial dating is a is a thing, and then you come to Southern Cali, and it's normal standard procedure. All right, but he went and got him a long back. He got money. I got money, and he got him a long back, flat back, and a blondie too. Fake blondie probably, but uh, he got him one. And people went in on the young brother, man. Oh man, we're gonna talk about the hypocrisy of that. We're gonna go in on the hypocrisy of that. Uh, but without further ado, let's acknowledge the people that have come in. As you can see there on your screen, watch this. I got money. <laughs> All right. So look on the bottom of your screen right there on the bottom right. You got the dollar sign CGA live logo right there. That is how you let your voice be heard on the cash app. You let your voice be heard on the cash app because they don't allow super chats over here anymore because they don't like this message here. Also, also on the left side of your screen is members only content. That's where you get the seeking arrangement streams where we go in there and we let you guys know uh some of you guys are you know you guys don't believe the coach that they out here handling out by the way elon musk you could have got it for way cheaper son right <laughs> you could have got it for way cheaper out here bro all right you don't have to beg no massage therapist same thing with deshaun watson a lot of you men are slow a lot of you men are slow to the damn thing. Y'all could have got it for a damn fistful of 20s. I got money. So locals.com is where you get these streams. We go in. We show you the behind the scenes because you guys are too cheap for pay for a membership or you're too scared. You scared. You scared. You 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 scared. 
there's some scared ass dudes out here. You scared? I, I don't want to sign up. I don't want to be considered. I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna be a John. I'm gonna be a trick. All right. <laughs> uh, I thought that too, and then I signed up, and then I left it. Ah, I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna look. Um, if your game or dating coach is not including this part of the game, and shout out to Fresh and Fit, I'm gonna have to give. You know, people always think I have smoke for people. Um, shout out to Fresh and Fit. They were the first ones to expose this, and then they got all kind of hell. All right, so Myron, and listen, you know, Fresh got caught up too, but Myron was the first one to literally expose this. And when you're the first, it's you kind of catch hell for the, being the first. So they were the first ones to show this, that this is what's going on with the younger generation of women. And everybody was like, nah, they're tricks and Johns. They have to use this to buy some peace leaf. And y'all had all kind of smoke for them. And then I literally was like, let me check it out. Because I had a conversation with... um. I think a couple of people that I knew and uh, Myron, it was all around the same time. I was like, look, man, if I'm going to do this, honestly, I got to do the dirt. I got to go behind the scene. <laughs> I have to go behind the scenes because if I'm reporting on this, I actually have to see it myself. You know what I mean? I, I can't be a hypocrite. Like a dating coach is a hypocrite, man. You don't need these things. You, and they, they say they're never on dating apps and they're never on seeking. Uh, trust me. Some of the people who say they're not, they're on there. Trust me, they're on there. So I had to do a little bit of, you know, I had to take one for the team just to see what was over there. And I said, uh, let me go on and float a couple of dollars. You know, yeah, I, I had to go to the trenches for you brothers. I had to go, you know, look, everybody can be a hero. And I got to go to the field and do some research. I said, let me see what's going on over there. And then what I found out was, I got money. Yeah, for research purposes only. And I had to test the market. You know, I had to see how it worked. And I had to figure things out so that when I came back to the brothers, I had to figure out, you know, this is what's happening. So I could tell you, because look, it would be hypocritical of me to pass judgment on these young ladies. All they want is books. All they want is a couple of bucks. Some of them don't even want that. They don't even want money. They're trying to back into a relationship. Okay, that's the other secret about that. All right, some of them are using it because they're trying to get rid of the um the dudes that are trying to get sex for free, right? So they're tired of that, and they're back ending into relationships. I mean, you don't know how many girls have back, tried to back in. All right, the first week, the first time you meet them, they're like, "Oh, I want a fistful of twenties." The next week, you meet them, "Oh, let's be together." You're like, "Hold up!" <laughs> so we talk about these things because every dating coach should be telling you about these things, and you know what? They use it, but they act like they're down. They don't. And they act like, oh, man, you don't need to worry about that. Just keep going to bars and nightclubs and picking up. And they ain't never been to no damn bars and nightclubs. They ain't been to a bar or nightclub in 25 years. <laughs> and they ain't picked up no skeezers from the bar or the nightclub. So anyway, I'm only using data analysis here. So don't judge me. But I am on the dark side as a result, just, just so you know. This is the cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into the early contributors and then we'll get into Elon Musk. I won't hold you up any longer. We'll talk about Elon Musk first. Normally I will be like, let's talk about it last. Let's talk about it first. And then we'll get into um, the rest of the stories. Bronny James, Corinne Steffens, and that one girl that let the dude from Facebook, AKA Meta, AKA Instagram, smash her cheeks to get her Instagram account back. Did you hear that story? The world is going crazy. 
you guys, man, your girls, your girls out here, that's your girlfriend. Shout out to Jeremiah Franz says, and this was last night. He says, oh, so I'm in the chat timeout. What happened for an Astro Van comment? Did you get put? What, what's wrong with you, man? Shout out to you. Mr. Gourmet says, uh, cut baby boomers up last night. 59-year-old buzz. I was cutting them up out there. I was killing them. Shout out to Boob says, the latest victim of the Me Too movement. All right, we're going to talk about that. I don't know if you can even say that on Facebook, but classic tactics that are used against men to destroy reputations. Now, I don't know the dirty details about what he actually did, but we're going to talk about how they're using it to um, put a roadblock into what he's trying to do. He's a South African guy. He's trying to uphold the constitutional rights of the people, which you guys have handed over. You know what I mean? All they had to do was tell you there was a ghost or a goblin or a smoky uh, virus in the cloud. And you guys steady hand over your power to the to the politicians. I have no. I, did you guys take civics class? You guys did. You guys got to have failed civics class. All right. You probably never read the Constitution. You guys are some bozos. I'll tell you. You guys put these politicians on a pedestal. It's unbelievable. These are the last people. Don't get me started. I'll, I'll save that for later. Shout out to Simon Small, CGA's Junior College, textbook fun. Yes, indeed. Hey, hey, play the music. Cut the music. Shout out to the textbook. Shout out to the girls that are going to study. They're studying to be a nurse. And then, you know, as they pass the time, they give up a little bit of the cheeks, you know. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. It's nothing new, though. This is old hat, by the way, as they used to say, for the old heads in here. This is old hat. This has been going on since the beginning of time. It's just been going on now out in the open. Shout out to XL Pro Services. Says salute to the coach gang. Appreciate you, man. Classy beats. Happy Freestyle Friday, coach. Where them bars at? I only come with the bars when I make mistakes. All right, but we're going to kick some, we gonna kick some ly lyrics for you later. We're going to call you Kev. Kev says, so they are salami policing high schoolers now. Sad, sad day. They're salami policing high schoolers now. Um, and, and people really don't know. I, I, I don't know where the smoke's really coming from about Bronny James. But again, on the West Coast, we don't play that interracial dating bullshit. I mean, if I, I'm always shocked when a West Coaster talks about interracial dating. I'm like, where are you at? Like, what? Do you realize the population, although we do have a great population in Southern California of wonderful black people. Shout out to my wonderful black people. Uh, but we are at a major league statistical disadvantage here. I mean, there's there's a lot of us numerically, but percentage wise, not so. I know people don't think that once you go past Colorado and you go west to the Pacific Ocean, the numbers of black people fall precipitously. Yes. Is that a word? <laughs> they fall precipitously. I mean, the numbers dive in the numbers. I mean, and not only do the numbers dive, the numbers of other people rise. So if you're a brother here and you're not in Compton, Watts, South Central, Inglewood, and even that's changing, and then Sacramento, Richmond, Oakland, if you're not in those places and you're in any other place but those places, there ain't no black people to be seen. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You will come outside and it's like you're in Lubbock, Texas. You're in Amarillo. And it's a damn tumbleweed. All right. There's no tall buildings. There's nothing but big sky. That's what you come out. If you're looking for black folks and you're not in those areas, forget about it. Same thing as Las Vegas. If you're not in certain area of Las Vegas, you don't see black folk. Um, same thing as Arizona. 
Same thing as um, Seattle, Portland, uh, Denver. If you're there, you don't see no black folks. So if you're holding out for just the one black woman, to, I mean, you're just holding out for one black woman. San Bernardino, Riverside, you don't see black folk. Now, you got to go to a certain section to see them. You don't see them walking around like that. It is what it is, but people don't get it because you're in Birmingham, right? You're in Birmingham. You're somewhere near, um, you're somewhere, you know, in Milwaukee, Chicago, somewhere south side. You're, you're, you're in somewhere. You're in New York. You're in Philadelphia. That's another common place where the numbers are like 38%. In, in in the West Coast, black folks are like 5%. I think the population of black people, although we're talking about 40 million people, so if you say 5% of 40 million, it's a lot, but they're in concentrated areas. They're in concentrated areas. If you're anywhere outside of that concentrated area, you won't see many. People don't know. You're in Baton Rouge, where there's a side of Baton Rouge where there's nothing but black folks, and then you know, we always talk about brothers and 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 sisters. Um, unfortunately, they get they get a false idea of what the country makeup is because they're somewhere where everywhere they go, they see black folks. That is not what you see in the rest of America. You don't see that. I mean, I know, and a lot of people ain't never left their area. So you're somewhere in Detroit. You ain't never left Detroit. Maybe you went to Gary, Indiana, and Detroit. Right. And so you think that that's what America looks like. Mm. Uh, get in a car and drive down any interstate. <laughs> get in a car and go down any interstate. You you be hard pressed to find black folks. Any interstate what, on the West. You don't never see any. All you see is cornfields and white folks in 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 uh in a in a what do you call them? Flying J's and truck stops. Go into the truck stop and see if you see some folks in there. You don't see them. I know people. <laughs> but it's a reality that don't most people don't realize. So you've been to Gary, Atlanta, Detroit, Milwaukee, Chicago, and you're like, hey, it's like this. Hey, it's a Mecca. You've been to Indianapolis. It's not like that. All right. The, in the, in the and rest of the country, it's not like that. So they're like, how can LeBron not find them a beautiful black queen? We'll break all of that down. LeBron's son, I mean. Shout out to J Flo. Dark side has its advantages. Shout out to the coach gang. Yes, indeed. Shout out to the dark side, by the way. He doing it big. And a couple more. A couple more on the PayPal. You got to acknowledge those people over there. Somebody say, who's Gary? Uh, let's see. A couple PayPals this morning. Shout out to Leo K. We got Leo K in the building. Again, appreciate you. Happy Friday, coach. Funny that these allegations come out after saying he would vote Republican. Hmm. Yeah, you can't have people in power coming out like that, but you can have the other people that are in power come out like that. Guys, the political system is a mess in our country. KT King, good morning, uh, CGA. Gentlemen, pay to play is not about paying her to leave or tricking. It's about paying not to get dragged through the family court and the court of public opinion. Dudes don't do that. You know, they don't know nothing about that. They they like, and I don't advise pay for play, by the way, just so you know. I don't advertise it. But what I'm telling you is, you guys are some hard-headed suckers. Uh, most dudes are just trying to get it for free, right? You know, that's the that's the part that messes y'all up. All right, and we broke that down. Uh, where are we at? The last one says, uh, Mr. McBride, 
government name, pro-blacks coming at a teenage boy and worrying about what race he puts his salami in, but oh, you're ahead of us. Oh, you got me, but that's all right. He says, but they don't have any energy when Kamala Harris and Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown, both of them have white husbands. You're ahead of me. That was one of my things. That was my damn spade card. I was going to use that as the big joker, but you got me. I was going to bring the big joker out on that one. All right, but the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy of the LeBron James's son situation and Katanji Brown, they didn't have no, they was out there. You go, gal, you go, sister. That damn wannabe black Kamala Harris. All right, she running around here with that white uh guy, Jewish guy. They didn't say nothing, bro. All right. Are we still calling Kamala black or what? Y'all still going with that? Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize we were still doing that. She's not even still doing that. Like, she ditched that conversation. She was like, ah, we'll go with the fake black woman of color. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't realize people were still calling her black. Like, she don't even still call her black. When was the last time she said she was black? She ain't said it since the first time she was running for president. All right, and y'all ain't forgot it yet. <laughs> Oh, y'all, y'all, that's the president, vice president looks like me. All right, all right, let's stop playing, let's stop, stop, let's stop playing, playing games out here. Let's get into Elon Musk. Elon Musk got, he must have realized, he knew this was coming, by the way. He actually predicted that they're going to come after him. So if you guys, for you knuckle draggers that aren't paying attention, Elon Musk recently made a bid to buy Twitter. All right, and so what's happening on social media sites is that these social media sites are pretty much operatives for uh you could say for the democratic party a lot of them have their employees you know like netflix to be wokish um you know wokish is a term for people who are pre pretty much bully progressives and they're wanting you to change everything about yourself but many of these people are millennials with little life experience with a lot of answers and not a lot of damn results in their lives and so what they're doing is they're just going to bully and pressure you via social media which um, if it didn't exist, they would be damn near silent in the corner rocking, all right, taking their ADHD medication, all right? Uh, these people now have a voice and they they are always pushing their voice and narrative on you um, and they use social media to do so. So what Elon Musk pretty much did was he went to Twitter and he said, hell, I'm gonna put a lot of my money and I'm gonna make a bid for Twitter and I believe it was $40 billion. And as a result, Elon Musk is not even born in America. He's an African-American. Mm. <laughs> oh, I love to piss people off. Hey, isn't he an African-American? No? Okay. I don't know how we define these things, so bear with me. I'm still working on Latinx. Malcolm X, Latinx. I'm still working on these things. Bear, bear with me. I'm an old man. All right. <laughs> bear with me. All right, so he's an African. I'm no, no, he was born in South Africa. You know, he got the benefits of apartheid and all that thing. And then he came over here and he's like, hey, you Americans, you know, uh, what's going on? What about freedom of speech and whatnot? And so he goes to Twitter and says, hey, I'm going to buy you and I'm going to force my hand to make sure the American people have freedom of speech. <laughs> they have freedom of speech. Now, guess what? That got everybody's panties in a bunch. They were like, oh, hell no. Freedom of speech for Americans? Nope. 
No, they're going to say what we want them to say. And we're going to shadow ban them. We're going to we're going to delete their accounts. We're going to do all these things. We're going to make it tough for these Americans to have a voice. Only the woke should have a voice. This is how we operate in America. And he exposed that. And as a result, he got a big old red pill and he said, hey, you know what? Um, these people over here, which he's assuming the Republicans, they have freedom of speech. So I'm going to go Republican. I'm going to not only go Republican, I'm going to open up the 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 channels for people to have a voice. Now, the woke people, they don't like this, right? Because they know you failed civics class. They know you have no damn respect for your country. They know you're suckers. They know you guys are weak. And so they're like, hey, we're just going to keep bullying them. And we're going to bully this guy um, to try to what? We're going to bully him for saying that he's going to be a little bit more co conservative. He's going to open up the channels for the American people to have a voice. He's not just going to present a one-sided argument like on social media. Like for me, I mean, listen, I, I, I have two, I have many channels and they've attacked almost all of them at this particular point. Um, I have a channel that was going on 200K a year and a half ago, and it's only grown 2,000 subscribers in a year. Now, I have another channel that has grown 30,000 subscribers in the same time. Now, make sense of that, right? You have to make sense of that. But what Elon Musk did was he went behind Twitter and exposed that they were actually shutting down voices. They were quieting people. They were doing all of these things, and they don't like that. And as such, he said here on May 18th, at 9.22, he must have got wind of this. Political attacks on me will escalate dramatically in the coming months. All right. Political attacks on me will escalate dramatically in the coming months. This is what he said. This is what he said. And previous to that, he said, hey, I'm going on the Republican side. Now, people do not like that. They don't like that because they want to maintain the status quo. They want to maintain the power and they use social media uh, to, to keep this going. Right. So they quiet one side of the argument. They they let the other side go run rapid. Now, what happened a day later, right? A day later, it comes out that SpaceX, a, a SpaceX flight attendant, as we know, flight attendant is the number two thought profession of all time. Come on, man. If you guys don't know what flight attendants do and what massage therapists do and what nurses do. Come on, man. You guys are living in a hole. You guys are NPCs. All right. These people do, you know, sometimes for extra money, side money, they do nefarious things. Not all, but enough of them do. So they brought this flight attendant out and she said Elon Musk exposed himself or and or propositioned her for some a little bit of sex. Documents show the company paid $250,000 for her silence. Now. People have gotten this story mixed up. They say Elon Musk offered her $250,000 for some peace leave, which would be a considerable amount of money. But let me just go full screen and explain something to you right now. First and foremost, if indeed this allegation is true, and a woman said that at some point Elon Musk did proposition her and expose himself, and she's accurate with that, or she feels that that was the course of action, just like in the Deshaun Washington situation. Maybe his towel fell off. Maybe he didn't intend to expose himself, but that situation happened. If you've, First of all, why is a flight attendant giving him a, a massage? We have to answer that question. Maybe that's her side hustle. But the next thing you have to ask is just because they might have paid her $250,000 for her silence, does that mean he's guilty? I'm going to ask that question again, just because he paid her. Let's just say the situation came out. There was a major misunderstanding. 
She reported it to human resources and they went ahead. She said, hey, I'm going to talk. And then they said, here's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Just because SpaceX paid her two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, does that mean he's guilty? The answer is a fat no. Nope. The answer is no, because I want to ask you this question. If SpaceX paid her $250,000 and Elon Musk is worth in the neighborhood of $250 billion, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, that's a low amount of money to lob to a lowly flight attendant for exposing himself when he's the one of the richest people on the, on the planet. Don't you think she would have took $250,000? thousand dollars times 10 don't you think she would have took 2.5 million dollars don't you think she would have said hey i want justice forget your two hundred and fifty thousand dollars i don't need that i want justice i want to expose this man don't you believe that that would have been the right course of action two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is low that's a low amount of money and the reason why it was so damn low is because many times when you're sued or when there's allegations sometimes you want to make the woman walk this is what i've been trying to teach you Many times, it's easier for you to pay them to walk away than to deal with the BS. And you guys still don't get it. This is another example. You know what? This woman's causing some problems. It would be easier for us to just give her some money and let her walk and end the entire situation. You sever the relationship. You pay her to leave. She's an employee. Let's make her not an employee. How much is it going to cost? $250,000. Give it to her. You understand, are you guys not getting this? This is a lesson in life. It's easier for, for them to break off a very low payment to get her to walk away so we don't have to deal with this BS. Now, that is if all of this is true. And in fact, she received the $250,000. Now, I don't know if she has, but I'm just operating on that. Let's just tackle that. The payment of the 250 dollars does not mean he was guilty, does not mean he did what he did. And I'm venturing to say it would have been much higher had he been guilty. That would just be my first thing. It would have been like $2.5 million. Now I would have been like, okay, he probably did it. 250, I'm not buying it. So let's go ahead and talk about what happened. And these are all alleged. By the way, I've been a part, not been a part, I've heard of women saying that they were sexually harassed or assaulted. And um, I told you this story before, and if we have time, I'll tell you again. Many times the companies pay them off, and the, the, woman had, um, the woman had participated willingly in the harassment process, but because there was a power dynamic, they had to pay her. All right, I'll tell a quick story. I'll see if I can tell it really quickly. So I knew a guy who was a CE, he was the, he was a vice. No, he was the president of a company, a publicly traded company. So I can't really say what it was, but a woman came into the company. She came into the job. She had a husband at home and then she started to date a senior advisor all right, in the company. And then um, during the a, a sexual harassment seminar, they were texting each other. All right. So they proceeded to have an affair. She had an affair on her husband and then the husband found out. The husband found out and went to the woman and say, hey, you need to sue the company because this is a senior advisor. It was a pyro dynamic. This is sexual harassment. So the husband and the wife was behind the suit. The husband was full bore behind the suit. And then they filed the sexual harassment. The man lost his job and they paid her off. They paid her off. 
and but she was a willing participant in an affair. Think about that. Think about how crazy these harassment suits are. And it's not because it was uh, the woman didn't will willfully participate. There was a loophole. Oh, this was a senior advisor and a woman. Oh, well, okay. Yes, that's sexual harassment. Okay, this, so let's talk about SpaceX. Um, so we, we have the breaking of science. So find the attendant for SpaceX said Elon Musk asked her to do more during a massage document show. Again, um, I don't know more about the situation. They said she's a flight attendant. Why is she giving a massage? That's my first question. Is she a massage therapist or a flight attendant? What is it going to be? Were you working as a flight attendant and you start giving him a massage? What happened there? The billionaire founder exposed his salami to her and offered to buy her a horse, according to claims in the declaration. <laughs> Wait a minute. So she threw in, oh, and a horse. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Uh, while you're throwing in money, can you get me a horse? See, this is what I'm asking. You're not a victim. If you're asking for horses, land, ah, you know what? Uh, while we're at it, come on, man. After she reported the incident to SpaceX, after negotiating for the horse, Musk's company paid her $250,000 as part of a, here it is, severance agreement. You guys going to figure out real fast. Paying a severance agreement is everything. So did she get paid for the allegations? Or did they say, look, man, we'll just pay you to get the hell up out of here. They might have paid her because she was making $100,000 as a flight attendant. And they said, look, let's give your ass an early retirement package. They gave her a severance agreement. It wasn't a payment to, for us money. It says, uh, let's go ahead and read the article real quick. SpaceX, the aerospace firm founded by Elon Musk, the world's wealthiest man. They paid a flight attendant $250,000 to settle a sexual misconduct claim against Musk in 2018. All right. Why is this coming out now? Why is this coming out now? We know why, because this is the only play. By the way, in ancient Rome, we talked about this earlier. The false allegation was how men lost their power. And so in our past 10 years, which is going to be a blip in the time scan, I mean, in the in the scope of time, this whole era of false alligators. By the way, where's the logo for the false alligators? Oh, there it is right there. There's the logo for the false. I like this logo better. Uh, the false alligators are here again. Shout out to the team, the false alligators, right? They're at it again. By the way, this would be a blip in history. Uh, all of these false alligators will be um, in these Me Too movements. All of these things will be lumped together. Uh, we think they're separated by years, but they're separated by, um, yeah, that logo tough, ain't it? These are all going to be lumped together. So when in history, they're going to look back and say this period of time where men were falsely alligated or properly alligated. Uh, will be all a series of, uh, you know, it'll be all in one year. So let's go ahead and pull that down. The false alligators. It's a different logo the other day. Yeah. Um, in this situation here, in ancient Rome, this is how women were to ascend to power. They would falsely allegate their fathers. They would falsely allegate political operatives and political men, senators and whatnot. Um, this was used to gain power. And as we see in our country, you go to Brett Kavanaugh. No evidence. She her story was crumbling left and right. Um, she had nothing, no leg to stand on. They were showed that she was paid influencer and an operative for a certain political party. 
I mean, these were all documented, but they still went full head and took it to the, again, they will drag you through the abyss, even though they know that they have a flimsy case. Many of these things are unfortunate because it's he said, she said, and even when the guy produces evidence and say, well, no, I couldn't have even been here that day. They still go ahead and drag you to the abyss because it's not about proving the allegation right. It's about leveling the allegation. This is what I warned Fresh and Fit about. I'm like, you cannot have too many allegations. Even though the allegations are flimsy, having too many will at some point get simps, NPCs, and women to go, well, that's the sixth person. It has to be true. This happened to Bill Cosby. This happened to Bill Cosby. Remember, he had all of these women. Remember, there were two, then there were six, then there was 10. And even guys were like, well, damn, 60, it must be true. This is why you don't want many false allegations. The minute they lob them, the people who know that that they're using it for reasons to bring you down, they know that if you get one, two, five, seven, it's over for you. There's no defending against five and seven and whatnot. So this is why you got to be careful how you operate with uh, uh, people in this space, in this time, in this era. Here we go. The flight attendant worked as a member of the cabin crew on a contract basis for SpaceX corporate jet fleet. Man, I can go in on that. Uh, she accused Musk of exposing his erect salami to her. <laughs> okay, that's not a foul right now if she's cooperating, but that's neither here or there. Rubbing her leg without consent. All right, and offering to buy her a horse in exchange for an erotic massage. Okay, so there's how she got to the massage. He went to the Jack Shack on her for a horse. By the way, Elon Musk, if you're do if you did do this, there's cheaper ways to do it now, bro. I could I could have got you that for 350 bucks. From someone that's better looking, by the way. I could have got you that for 450 and a bowl of jasmine rice and some chicken skewers. All right. You you got you reaching too much, bro. These wild horses are crazy. The details in this story are drawn from the declaration of well, as well as other documents, including email correspondence and other records shared with insider by the friend. According to the declaration, the attendant confided to a friend. Oh, man. Guys. It's always the friend that comes out. Have you guys not known that? Remember Monica Lewinsky? Monica, Monica Lewinsky didn't come out. It was the friend that Monica confided in. What was her name? She was a mess. That lady was a mess. Remember her eye was always leaking. What was that lady's name? Her, her eye was always leaking. She was running. She Her nose was all snotty all the time, and she was shaking. What was that lady's name, man? It's always the friend who ain't got no sex life going on. Meanwhile, the flight attendant out here getting cheeks clapped all across the city, coast to coast. All right. She out here ocean to ocean getting her cheeks clapped and the friend jealous. Yeah. Linda Tripp. Linda Tripp came out there. <laughs> if you guys don't know, um, me being a part of the education system, and this is a podcast. So settle your ass down, sit in, sit down and buckle up. We do go left and right just to prove a point now. But being in the educational system, I've seen plenty of teachers get caught up. By having affairs, male and female, by the way, having affairs with students, even at the high school and college level. What I've always warned coaches about. The person you're having the affair with is not going to rat you out more than likely, like 85 percent of the time is not the person you're having the affair with. It's going to be the friend. 
that the, the person you're having an affair with that tells. So always remember that, gentlemen. When you're doing these things and you're like, oh, man, she ain't going to never tell. She ain't going to never rat me out. It's not her that you have to worry about. It's going to be her telling someone who has a beef against you or who's jealous or don't have a life, who's an NPC or who's a, a completely she's a nun. She's a pure Puritan and she can't imagine somebody having sex. All right. Outside of marriage, they're going to tell. That's who's going to bust you. All right, so let's pull up Linda Tripp. So always remember that. anyone. Oh, by the way, let me just give you, because we're giving game here today. I, I give you the best game here on YouTube because I don't, I don't lie to you. All right, so let me tell you something. Also this, here's Linda Tripp right here I was telling about. She's the woman that exposed the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal. All right, she recorded Monica Lewinsky. She used the one who leaked it to the politicians. She was the one leaked it to the media. All right, look at her. She ain't had no salami, no good salami in a good long time. All right, meanwhile, this young girl was out here on her knees for the president. She was jealous. She was jealous. So uh, this is typically what happens. This is how you guys get caught up. So what I'm going to tell you as far as game, this is a piece of game that you, you, whoever, whatever woman you put yourself in, whatever woman you put your outsides in, she always tells someone. She always tells someone. Never believe that you're a secret lover. Secret lover. Yeah, that's what we are. Trying to find the time, the place to feel. It's all so real. It's all so real. Hey, bro. You, she always tells at least one other person. If not five, will you listen to me? Now, you, on the other hand, you always want to keep secret lovers. Yeah, that's what we are. So much so, <laughs> so much so that you will pipe down, you will have a rotation of women, and nobody in your family will know. Women, on the other hand, before they leave the house, they got to tell somebody, their roommate, their cousin, hey, I'm going over this dude's house. They know somebody. You know why? Because it protects them if it goes left. If you if you put them in a ditch somewhere, they can have somebody going to come up. All right, it was this dude. All right. Um, if something happens, they got to have a reason why. They got to have a, a person dependent on. Somebody says, <laughs> you keeping it on the down low? So please got, got to understand, you got, this is game for you. You're never piping down a woman that nobody knows. I, look, I had this one girl that I, she's young, young. Um, Come to find out, her whole mama and daddy know. I'm sitting there like, yo, man, <laughs> pipe down. What you doing? But they cannot, women can't keep secrets. Women are unable to keep secrets. This is the, just what you have to know. They're social creatures. They got to tell somebody. So be careful out here. Don't never think, girl, I thought you wasn't going to tell nobody. They got to tell somebody, especially if you're somebody. All right, so let's get back to the show. All right, this is just game that men have to know. Um, Let me see here. According to the declaration, the attendant confided to a friend that after, there it is again, confided to a friend that after taking the flight attendant job 
she was encouraged to get licensed as a masseuse. There's the information. So that she could give Elon Musk massages. All right, so if that's true, Elon's slipping. All right, but this is not, this is not unusual for the corporate world. Okay, so they're trying to double book her. Um, by the way, flight attendants have been doing this for centuries or a century. It was during one such massage in a private cabin on Musk's Gulfstream G650ER. She told her friend that Musk propositioned her. After insiders contacted Musk for comment, he emailed uh, to ask for more time to respond and said there is a lot more to this story. Of course there is. If I was inclined to engage in sexual harassment, this is unlikely to be the first time in my 30-year career that it came to light, he wrote, calling the story a politically motivated hit piece. Well, he's asking for more women to come forward now. That's going to be a mistake. Um, it says insider extended the deadline. Okay, who cares about that? Uh, let's see here. Reached via cell phone, SpaceX's vice president of legal, Christopher Cartier, Kardaki said, I'm not going to comment on any settlement agreements. SpaceX did not respond. All right. An allegation that Musk offered a horse in exchange for an erotic massage. Damn, a horse? The flight attendant told her friend, there it is again, that the billionaire SpaceX and Tesla founder asked her to come to the room during a flight in late 2016 for a full body massage, the declaration said. When she arrived, the attendant found that Musk was completely naked except for a sheet covering the lower half of his body. That's not a foul. That's not a party foul yet. She was, I don't know why she's surprised. Is this the first time this happened? Come on, man. During the massage, the declaration says that Musk exposed his genitalia and then touched her body and offered to buy her a horse if she would do more, <laughs> referring to the performing of sex acts. The attendant who rides horses declined and continued with the massage. Why did she continue with the massage? Without engaging in any sexual conduct, the attendant is not for sale. The friend declara uh, declaration said she is not going to perform sex acts for money or gifts. She'll do it for free. The incident occurred during a flight to London. All right. In the interview with the insider, the friend described the attendance allegations in more detail. The friend knew way too much. Again, guys, will you guys peep game? The friend knew way too much information. And can we trust the friend? Who's the friend? Is the friend a political operative? Who is this friend? And by the way, you guys got to, here's, here's some more game. You guys got to stop trusting that women don't have a motive when they come over and see you and give you free sex. There's nothing for free. The P is not free. So let's just say she gave you a couple pieces of free peace leave. After that, she's going to certainly come ask for her payment in the form of something else. Right. Or it could be an inside job set up. You guys got to uh, learn to put your guard up. Especially, again, if you're a person like you start, you're starting to build. Sorry for the suffering suck attached there, but I'm trying to drink coffee and talk at the same time. But um, especially if you're becoming somewhat known. All right. Um, I'm a public figure. I get recognized. Not all the time, but I do get recognized. Right. Uh, so people know who I am. Same thing with the Kevin Samuels. The girl that he had into his apartment knew who he was prior. 
Uh, same thing with Fresh and Fit. A lot of girls are wanting to be on their program. They got to know at some point that these girls could be spies. All right, people don't, people don't, are putting their guards now. A lot of these people, uh, the woman that alleged something that happened to Myron, and she said, ninja, ninja, ninja. That girl was a spy. I don't know if you know. She, she was a spy. She came in with the intent to embarrass them. And that is called espionage. Her intent was not to appear on the show. Her intent was to be in there to plant a story that was unbelievable until challenged with the defense. But all you guys have to know is it doesn't matter if you can defend yourself. It doesn't matter. Guys, the allegation is enough to ruin your reputation. You can provide all the receipts you want. You can say, no, this woman's out of her mind. Are people, are people saying that, that uh, Elon Musk provided a defense? No. Does it matter if he uh, provided a defense? No. The allegation is enough for most NPCs, ham and eggers, and knuckle draggers, and mouth breathers, and, you know, whoever else you are. Anyway, the insider asked the friend again. She spoke on the condition of anonymity. Mm. Why is the friend anonymous? Stop. Citing fears of her for her personal safety. That's why. But insider is aware of her identity. Of course, insider is also aware of the flight attendant's identity. Yeah, where's she at? But there's not naming her because she has claimed to be a victim of sexual misconduct. She declined to comment for this story. I think that's not fair. This is how the court of public opinion works. I wish men would wake up. This is all you have to do. You can hide behind anonymity. You can hide behind laws that favor people who lob allegations. Who are who are presumed to be correct and innocent, and then you're guilty before uh, being made innocent, and they can go off. They got their pay. Same thing in the Bill Cosby case. The woman got her pay, and then they later came out and busted up the uh, the, the agreement. Okay, this is this is sad, man. He whipped out his salami. It was erect. <laughs> Why are they doing this? This is damn near wow. He whipped out his salami. It was erect. That, that's sad. Why are we doing this to the male anatomy? Uh, the friend said, describing the allegation, and he started propositioning her like he touched her thigh and told her he would buy her a horse. This is what their story is. And he basically tried to bribe her into performing some sexual favors. Uh, let me see here. I'm just going to ask this as, as a man. <laughs> I'm going to ask this as a man. Why do y'all, I don't know if you guys do this, because I don't do this. Why do y'all whip y'all Johnson out first? You know what I mean? Like, do you guys do stuff like that? Y'all some sick bastards. <laughs> I don't whip my salami out before I got very good intel that I'm about to get them draws. All right. She's going to have to come out the shirt first. All right. Shirt comes off. I let off that bra. Them titties go sagging. And then. I know to whip out my Johnson. All right. <laughs> Who jumps out there holding Nate Johnson talking about, hey, uh, now you going to do stuff for me? Start negotiating from that point. You want a horse? You holding your wild horse. You want a horse? 
ladies, do dudes do this? Do y'all do hey ladies, ladies, where's the feet gang picture, ladies? Hey, ladies, do y'all do y'all deal with men who just whip out the wild horse and then start negotiating from there? Maybe you do. I don't know. That's something that I don't do. <laughs> I'll never do that. Now they're calling her a pro. We'll get to the chats after this. Punished for refusing to prostitute herself. The friend said, here's the friend again. Said that the attendant told her about the misconduct while they were on a hike together after a London trip. So this is obviously a Kaylee. All right, because only Kaylee's go on hikes. All right, they be out in the mountains. Y'all are like, hey, who? Like at home, you know what I mean? Kaylee's be loving the hike. And brothers, if you want to date Kaylee's, you better be willing to go on hikes, long ones, three miles, five mile hikes, just hiking for no reason. Mountain lions, coyotes out there. They at home. Yo, they're like, hey, who? They put their hair in two little pig braids, pigtails, and they be out there. Yo, they're like, hey, who? Sisters don't be going on hikes. So this is how I know it's a white woman. All right, the friend described the attendant as distraught and visibly shaken. She was really upset, the friend said. She didn't know what to do. All right, the flight attendant told her friend uh, that work began to dry up like the Sahara Desert after she refused Elon Musk's advance. Advances. Advances. There were several. Before the incident, she regarded Mr. Musk as a person to look up to. Yeah. The declaration said, but after he exposed himself, touched her without her permission and offered to her to pay her for the uh, uh, for the encounter. She was full of anxiety. Uh, she figured things could go just back to normal and she would just pretend that nothing happened. However, she started to feel as if she was receiving some sort of retaliation where her shifts were cut back and she was starting to feel stressed. Eventually, the declaration said, where's this declaration at? Uh, the attendant felt. She was being pushed out and punished for refusing to prostitute herself. Here's the inside of the cabin. Uh, I think the private room is back there. Uh, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. This is a long-ass article. Let's get to the severance payment. All right. It says right here, they talked about her being a massage. She liked He liked massages, but she was just happy to eager to. Okay. Uh, ladies, I'm going to ask the ladies again. Hey, ladies, can we put up a poll? I mean, not an Elon poll. We have to put up a poll and ask this. If you got a job like this, wouldn't you assume that, or am I wrong here? I could be wrong. But if you got close, close to a man with power, let's just go ahead and pull the photo up. Here's the photo. You got close to a man with power. You, you are essentially a nobody. And you're with the man, one of the richest men in the world. You're on a private plane, which is a, which is synonymous with a private suite in a hotel. Okay, this is a private suite. You're in his private hotel suite. It's a G6 valued at somewhere near a couple million dollars. Here you are. All you have is a flight attendant certification. <laughs> Somebody said this is so annoying. Veronica's here. Show your feet. Okay, so you're in a private suite. I invite you. You're a nobody, but you're a somebody because you have long legs, mile-long legs, all right? And you're tall, and you're, you know, you, you got flat backs. And you got the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And as a result of the job, you had to get a massage therapist license or you had to perform a massage on me while doing your flight attendant job. At that particular point, wouldn't it tip off? Wouldn't you be tipped off as to what this job entails? Like, wouldn't you be like, hmm, maybe there's something more because I'm essentially a nobody. I'm just asking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you know, he just wants me to serve him some coffee, then I'll sit down. Then he wants me to bring him some peanuts, then I'll sit down. Then I'll tell him, buckle up, there's a little bit of turbulence ahead, then I'll sit down. <laughs> you know, you're not, come on, man. Wouldn't you assume that at some particular point, I would try, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, let me just put it out here right now. Ladies, I'm going to tell you something right now. If I get a G6 airline, if I get a Learjet, I'm going to turn into Ric Flair. If I hire you, this is a message right now because I'm going to tell you. If I hire any ladies for this job, part of the job. Hold on for a second. Part of the job will definitely be face down and the ass up. I'm going to just let you. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, without question, you will know up front. So that none of you scallywags can come up later and say, I didn't realize. You will have signed for this, and it will be videotaped. Mm. <laughs> Somebody said they work in barefoot. Yep, part of the policy. No shoes. Uh, -uh. Take them pantyhose off, too. No, no, no. Feet out. Ten toes up. Ten toes up. Why do I have to walk? He was so nasty. He made me work without shoes. Look at the carpet, baby. Look at the carpet. Baby, you don't need no shoes. <laughs> you don't need no shoes for this job. Soon as we get to 30,000 feet, we go into the private cabin in this town to lay down and tell me what's on your mind. Man, please. Ladies, do y'all not know this? Y'all be like, and I got a job at Hooters and I put on this push up bra every day and I had these little butt with my butt, little shorts with my butt cheeks hanging out. And men proceeded to harass me and pull out their wild horse. And they get in the rub in my legs. Like, do y'all realize, like, many times that's why you there? No? No, maybe. That's a little misogynist, isn't it? Like, that's why you there. No? This is what I don't get. And I just had, went up there, I was an absolute nobody. And then I had these mile-long legs. This is her right here. Let's go ahead and show her. Let's show a video of her. This is who I think she is here. Let's go right here. This woman has the most perfect behind in America. I feel very flattered that anyone would say that I have a perfect butt. Jean designers say Natasha Wagner's bottom is not too big. It's not too small. It's just perfect. Natasha's curves are in all the right places. The 34-year-old from Los Angeles is a size 6, has a 28-inch waist, and stands 5 feet 8 inches tall. Mile-long legs. She's thin but curvy at the same time. 
and her hip-to-waist ratio is perfectly proportioned. Natasha says it's not easy to stay the same size and shape. My job is to go in, try on jeans, and stay the same size. To achieve her perfect derriere, she sweats through 100 squats a day. She also spends 45 minutes on the train. That was definitely the flight attendant right there. That had to be her. And she think, and my job is to come on, put on jeans. No, you're, you have another job. Did I not explicitly tell you the details? Who told her she had the perfect butt? I got to be done with America. I'm done with America. I've been telling you Americans of what's going on. Let me get to these cash apps. I've been telling you Americans for a long time. I'm losing faith in you people. I can't trust none of you people. I'm done with Americans. I mean, you guys have lost it. You guys have officially lost it. But you know why? You're too safe. We need some damn, we need some damn, we need some war around here. <laughs> we need some damn, unbelievable. Americans have lost it. Unbelievable. Brian, Th Brian Thompson says, tell the Ninja Watchers to sub to the Notorious CAG channel. By the way, yes, man, get over there on that channel. Get over to the new channel. We're trying to build it up. We're probably close, uh, but uh, I got to wait. Where's the channel at? I got so many channels, it's ridiculous. And they, and that man, bro, they they out here trying to they trying to get your brother a mess. They they got us out here messed up. Where's the channel name at? So go over to the new channel. Let me let me see if I can do it again. Oh, it's not giving me the channel name. Oh, here it is. Let me see. Copy. Let's paste it in here. What? There it is right there. All right, they go over to the new channel. All right, we're going to have all, you know what? That channel is going to have everything on it. All right, I'm going to have put my, I'm going to repost my vlogs. It's going to put all the Ask Coach Greg Adams, all that stuff is going to be over there. All right, and, and some live streams. And we're live streaming now, right now. Uh, Noel says Elon is more African-American than the community. I mean, by definition, he's an African-American, no? He's a act like he like if you're a Mexican American and you come over, you were in Mexico. Now you're an American. You would be Mexican American, right? So Elon Musk is somewhere in South Africa. He's African and he's in America, so he's African American. People, man, I love when woke people get pissed off by that. And you're using their own language. They've been training you for years to use this language, and then you say, "Okay, this guy's African American too." No, they'd be like, "No, no, no." Wait, I'm not happy. <laughs> like, well, hold up. How come he's not African-American? <laughs> no, he can't be African-American. One thing I want to always tell you. One thing I want to always tell you. When it comes to these terms, this is nothing but control. Many of the things that you identify yourself is what they told you to identify for yourself. I've been telling you a long time. I ain't black. All right, you can clearly see I'm dark brown. All right, but but there was a time that black was offensive. Nobody even wanted to be. They was like, I ain't black. Look it up. Look it up. There's people back in like the 50s and 40s. They was like, black? Hell no. <laughs> do not call me that. But what they do is the master gives you a new phrase. This is what you're going to call yourself. And then you end up fighting people in the street. No, I ain't no African-American. I'm black. And meanwhile, 50 years prior, nobody wanted to be called black. I swear to God. But 
it's not just black folks. It's now Latinx. These are all ways to control you, separate you, get you arguing with your own people um, to the point where if I say I'm not black. Yes, you are. You shuffling. You Uncle Tom. You are black. Then meanwhile, they'll take the black card away from me. You ain't black. So you can take it away from me, but I can't give it away. Okay. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Man, I tell you, bro. Y'all don't realize how much you guys are controlled by just language alone. Just by language. And what they'll do is every generation or two, they'll flip the word. They'll flip the word because somebody will find it as a source of ridicule. And I'll give you an example. Stewardess. Secretary. Um, some other examples. Those are, those, are, those are examples where you just take it out of just the race context. Stewardess. I ain't no steward. Oh, janitor. Janitor. Words are powerful, right? The tongue. But people have found out that they could change the definition of something or change the word and, and control you with it so that if you don't accept it, you're a bigot. You're a racist. Waitress. Server. A flight attendant. Stewardess. Flight attendant. A secretary. Executive assistant. And so they will change these words. And if you use the old word, you old caveman, misogynist, racist. Now they're doing it with pronouns, right? And you clearly will say, well, she, and they will attack you with it. Don't assume I'm a she. And then it's a source of division. It's a source of division. So you guys got to know that and be aware of it. So when you, when you start attacking people, and this happened, uh, to previous generations to me, right? So they would call somebody colored or um, Negro or any of these things, right? They would use these things. Somebody said, put up the thing. <laughs> put up the the, the uh, disclaimer. All it is, is just a new generation of entitled people and they get pissed off. They find some ways to change the, the rules and then leave you behind in the dust and then be able to call you a bigot, uh, 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 something, and then they can control you as such. It's a well, and, and so we have, um, we have now that they're even trying to figure out what a woman is. They're like, uh, can you define woman? What is a woman? And you're like, come on, man. Are we really doing this? We're wasting our time. There's other things that we, more important stuff we can be dealing with. But now they're like, well, you really can't define it. And up. I'm not going to talk to you no more. Shout out to my man, Julius T. He says, just picked up the free agent lifestyle. Thanks for the priceless wisdom. This is what we do here for men. We give you a voice. And the actual Kingsmith says, not an Elon poll. Where's the pause? <laughs> oh, yeah, where's the pause? Sorry, did I put up an Elon pose? poll? That's a damn shame. Zero Fallout says, this is what happens to those challenging the system. As you know, when you challenge the system, they want to just do everything. They're going to do everything. How do they do it? What did I teach you guys? They attack, or sorry, they assassinate the character. The first thing they do is assassinate the character. The second thing they do is what? Assassinate the financials. And then they assassinate you. All right, so that is the order. Sometimes they skip one. 
Okay, the first thing they do. So what they're doing to Elon Musk is they're assassinating the character. And then they'll get to start and assassinate his uh, finances. All right, then they're going to make it tough for him to buy Twitter, right? Because of this character assassination. Then if that don't work, they just take your ass the hell out. All right, oh, he slipped. Oh, he was in the girl with the, he was in a room with this Latina and he just passed out in between her legs. All right. Somebody says, the, yeah, they give you that Michael Jackson. And again, one more thing. I don't know what happened in the room with Michael Jackson. He obviously was an addict and whatnot. But with that being said, people are vulnerable. Hey, you're close to the guy that we want to take out, Samson and Delilah, right? Samson and Delilah. The story of Samson and Delilah was he liked women. He was a strong man who had a secret to his strength. Michael Jackson, same thing. He liked drugs. When you have a vice, you're easily corrupted. Same thing I'm warning these other men about. Fresh and fit. Your vice is women, obviously. You guys are live clean lifestyles, but that's what you like. You're going to be easily susceptible because some people can influence people for a very small fee to come in and ruin character assassinate you or assassinate you. So that's what happened to Michael Jackson. He had a doctor who was a um, enabler, and um, Sam, same thing with Samson. He liked women, and he let women in close without investigating them. And then come to find out, this woman was paid for by the, um, by the um, I, I can't remember what people who, who paid, but these people were paying her to get his secret. Guys, this has been going on since the beginning of time. So as you become someone, you got to know now that everybody around you is an operative. Everybody out here looking for an opportunity. Everybody out here could potentially be a plant. Everybody out here is out to either do the three things, character assassinate you, financially assassinate you, or and or assassinate you. Yeah, the Philistines. This is a story as old as time. And don't think it's not happening today because I love you people. I love you people. You guys are have, you guys have hindsight is 2020. You guys are the perfect hindsight is 2020. You guys think, man, they out here, they did this in the damn Tuskegee experiment, and they did this to hold us down and all this. And I say, are they doing anything today? No, nah, nah, man, everything's good. We ain't getting hoodwinked or bamboozled or nothing today because I'm awake and aware. I'm woke. And I was sitting there like, no, you ain't. They getting you right now, too. No, they ain't. Three years later, that the Black Lives Matter. They hoodwinked, bamboozled you with your own damn people. I mean, come on. Will you guys wake up? You guys have perfect hindsight. You guys know all the history. I love you is and pro blacks and all of you guys. You guys love the back in the 1960s and the 50s. No, what's happening today? Same damn thing. They running the same play on you and you fall for it every single time. You know why? Because you're so worried about what happened back then. What's happening now? Can you call it out? And I was saying this. Can you call it out in real time? It's easy to talk about all that history stuff. Back when Marcus Garvey and uh, the Talented 10th and all that stuff, you guys got all that damn history memorized. Can you call it out in live and in living color? Can you dis can you decipher between being hoodwinked in live and in living color and from the past? No, you can't. You can't because you're not awake and aware. All you know is history books. Anyway, with that being said, Y'all got hoodwinked and bamboozled live and in living color between 2019 and 2022. Take that L. Shout out to Andrew. He says, Elon called uh, out a hit piece after calling them out. 
Yes. So uh, actually, I showed that tweet earlier right here. Where's the tweet? Here's the tweet on May 18th. Political attacks on me will escalate dramatically in the coming months. Very next day, they ran the old okie doke. Oh, everybody will believe this. He's a predator. And all men are predators, according to everyone. Even when people put themselves in a position to be preyed on. They got your money, didn't they? They ran off with your money. That Them women ran off with y'all's money and the corporate money. That's what's even more disgusting. They ran off with the corporate money. They ran off with the corporation's money, like NBA, the National Basketball Association, all of them, uh, Goldman Sachs, all these corporations put all that money in. I would venture to say that much of the money was corporation funded. All right, the Democrat, well, whoever they got. And then the then the, the rest of it was all five and ten dollars. And y'all went down and burned down buildings, burned, looted, and murdered. But again, this is the stuff that people get mad at when I hit you with this truth. Why? You're mad because I'm right. You're not mad because I'm wrong. Because if I was wrong, I would be easily dismissed. <laughs> but I'm right, and you gotta eat that. Shout out to Underdog in the building. He said, thanks for the info. We in here. See, the real heroes in your world are the people calling out stuff in real time. The fake heroes in your world, the fake prophets, are the people talking about what happened in the past. Will you guys wake up? I call things out in real time. I tell you where the bullshit is flying and where it's going, I even tell you what's coming around the corner. Those are the real heroes in the world. And people will say all these things. He's doom and gloom. He's predicting this. He done this. He mad. He bitter. Blah, blah, blah. But what I tell you is, I tell you prophecy. I call out the bullshit in real time, which you're scared to do because obviously you're scared to be character assassinated. You're scared to be, you're scared to be assassinated. You're scared to be financially assassinated. Don't you know, I probably have dealt with all three of those at this point in my life. Just for saying what I say and doing what I do. I probably have been experiencing one, two, or three of those, but you're scared. <laughs> oh man, I know, man. I know it's tough. It's tough to be somebody like me. It's tough. It's tough because you guys, you know, it's easy to be a coward. <laughs> it's easy to be a coward. It's hard to be a guy to stand on your own square and put your hands and them fingers upside down and cuff your balls. It's hard. I know. It's easy to be a coward and go along with the people who you elected and put them in the power of your lives, which they warned you against a long time ago, but you do it. You do it. But it takes people to not be cowards to come on here and do this and say these things against all, all people trying to do everything they can to stop you from saying it. You will be the people who the future generations will reflect back as as a coward, because let me just tell you this. And I'm on my square today. I want you to think about 1940s and 1930s Germany. When you would look in your history book somewhere around 2010 and, 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 and prior, you would look in your history books and you would say, how in the world did they pull that off? Didn't anyone speak up? Didn't anyone reject? 
Did anyone say stop this madness? You look back at your history book during slavery and you say, I can't believe no one tried to stop this. It went on for 300 years. Nobody said anything. They just went along with it. Nobody tried to stop them. Nobody said this is wrong. Not one person in the family said, why you got these poor people out here working? Yeah. Now you realize that in real time, you know why it went on, because most people are cowards. They went along with it. Status quo. They were afraid to challenge the authority. Now you look back in your history books and it makes sense why nobody said anything, because today you can see the cowards. You can see the people that just said, oh, well, I won't say nothing. I'll just let it go along. So you can never look back in the past and judge the people for not saying anything and letting stuff go on and treating people inhumane because we do this today. And the people who do speak up, they get silenced. You wonder why the people get, you don't don't wonder why it goes on for so long. Why did nobody say something? People did say something and they assassinated their character. They assassinated their finances and then they assassinated them. They did say something, but you cowards said nothing. Anyway. I'll never look back in history and wonder why, because now I know why. I know why it went on. I know why they put Cheese himself up on that cross and nobody said nothing. And I know why he said, forgive them, Lord, for they don't know what they do. I know it makes sense. It makes complete sense. You were like, hey, he was the savior. He was the God's son. Why would they put him up and nobody stopped him? Well, guess what? It makes perfect sense now. God watch people get put up on the cross every damn day. And you don't say a damn thing. Huh? Y'all wasn't ready for this. And y'all called them people sellouts. And you called them shuffling Uncle Toms. And you called them problems. And you called them rebels. Yeah. It makes sense why they put them up. It makes sense why y'all let people, the people who speak out, why y'all let them get silenced and y'all don't support them and y'all don't give them money and all that stuff. And you call them money beggars when they out here putting a neck on the line. Hmm. This is why I tell you, I lose faith in the American people every day. Cause you guys would rather go along with the program than to, and then to speak up. And then when people start speaking up, y'all be like, y'all better be careful. Cause you know, Because you know you're a coward. (laughs) Because you wouldn't speak it. Ah, man, this is too much for you guys. So let's go back to some entertainment. This is too much for you. Shout out to uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo, shout out to you. Coach, it's almost as if it's pointless, beyond pointless, to pay off women. He says, I thought the purpose of payment was for her to keep her flipping mouth shut. Now they're talking. Now they're taking the money and still babbling. Well, that's part of the problem too. Yeah, um, many times, well, this is proof to me. It's proof that what she got was not about payment to be quiet. What she got was a severance package related to her employment. And she's making it out to be, I got paid to be silent. Well, if you got paid to be silent, aren't you violating the the contract to be silent? Aren't you violating the non-disclosure There would have been a non-disclosure with the severance package, but there wasn't. So this had nothing to do with the alleged event that you're alleging, in my opinion. 
this is what it, this is just in my opinion. So there was a point where women would be discreet. But now that's gone. You've noticed that sometimes these rappers get caught up because some woman comes out and said, this person paid me and bought me all of this stuff. And she's talking. I paid you to be quiet, but I get it. Uh, anyway. Uh, let me see. I'm trying not to reach government names here. Okay. We're going to get into Kamala, not Kamala Harris, Bronnie James next. I do have a couple more. Super chats. Eugene Morgan Musk is getting this because he is fighting the left, plain and simple. Yep, and he predicted it. It's it's pretty easy to figure out. Um, if this commentary had came out before, um, before these things that he's been trying to do and what he's saying, it is what it is. Uh, we would know what it is. Uh, shout out to Avery Vans. He says, Coach, we briefly discussed the treaty with Dr. Evil and the Who. Um See, these are situations I can't talk about. And I saw a TikTok Jamaican video of a 15 to 16-year-old girl who's exposing the guy's salami size, who she had sex with, and another 15 to 16-year-old girl. Um, and he dissed her, saying, her peace leave is deep. You were right when you said, don't talk bad about women who you sleep with. It's a school video. The guy is about 16 to 17. And so it sounds like what you're saying was, he slept with her for free and he dissed her. And then she came out talking about a salami size. Guys, you guys got to know the uh, the the perfect amount of aftercare you got to give a woman who gives you her body. Uh, they never look at it as a free transaction. I know you're thinking, yes, a Chad and Tyrone, it's free sex. It's not. All right. If If a woman sleeps with a Chad and Tyrone, it could be for her enjoyment. She got something from it. It could be from for his masculine energy. She got something from it. It could be that she wants his seed. She might be trying to trap his seed for the best survival of the fittest. So just because she gave her body to the Chad and Tyrone, the Pookie and Ray Ray for free, doesn't mean it was free transaction for her. They look at every, this is just nature. She looks at what's going to be best for her in this transactional relationship. It's either going to be money, and some women don't even want enough. They're like, there's not enough money if the guy's too ugly. Or if it's a Chad and Tyrone, hey, I can have that guy seed. He's six foot eight. My kids are going to be six foot eight. Guys, they naturally have that in their instinct sexually. This is why they would say, I saw this man, and my ovaries did a backflip. That's them naturally going, hey, this, this thing, man, this guy could be have good babies. If the guy's attractive, she can say we could have pretty babies. It's not a free sex. But you guys think out here, and you suckers out here trying to get free sex all the time, you guys think that it's always going to be a free transaction or as little as possible, and it's just not true. And then you go about dissing them afterwards, which is a mistake. And I realized this young in my life that dissing them is a, is a reflection of you, not her. Dissing her is a reflection of you, not her. So if you sleep with a woman and you diss her, that's you. That's a reflection of you. That's not a reflection on her. So then if you say afterwards, oh, she fat and you ugly and you a S-L-U-T and you easy and you this and that, well, that reflects back on you, not her. And the reason why you're saying that is because 
you realize how low to the ground and how slithering on your belly you are. You actually had to reach down that low to get some pleasure. So that reflects on you, not her. And you had to get it for free or as little as possible. What with that being said, I learned one time somewhere in high school or right shortly after high school, I slept with a low quality woman who wasn't that bad, but she was slightly overweight and annoying. But I had to get the piece leave because she was giving it to me on a platter. So afterwards, I remember her words like she said it yesterday. After we were finished, she said, now you cannot talk bad again. She says, now you cannot talk bad about me ever again. That's what she said. Like, it was like immediately. Like, I was putting all my draws, stepping in with one foot. I was stepping my foot into my <laughs> draw. I was like, thank you very much. Putting my draws on. And she says, now you cannot talk bad about me ever again. And I was like, and she was right. Because now she had the power of what? Because there was everybody at the school. Everybody at the school. I could not diss her. I could not talk bad about her. And she knew. She like, shit, you talk bad about me. What does that say about you? And as soon as you open your mouth bad about me, guess what I'm going to say? You was in there digging deep. I was like, wow. That's absolutely right. And from then on, I've never, and even then, I've never was disrespectful of women that, that were like that. But I, I look at guys that do that, and I'm like, you are dumb. She has way more power over you than you have over her. She can exploit you. She can say she's a victim. She can extort you if you do have money. She can, she can, she can tell everybody on the schoolyard, uh, especially if she was an easy layup. She got power over you. And at that point, I was like, it's better to give a little bit of aftercare. As they say, an ounce of, uh, uh, ounce of prevention is better than a pound of, um, hold on for a second. Uh, somebody put this in the comment section. It was a Benjamin, a pound of excuses or a pound of uh, repair. Let me get the quote right. Somebody put this in the video that I was talking about aftercare. Uh, an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of care, a cure pound of cure an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure so sorry thank you for everybody in here an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure so you will say now nah, if a woman says something after i talk bad about her or mistreat her i'll just show the receipts i'll just explain it away i'll just talk bad about her but sometimes an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure your pound of cure means jack shit today, men. This is why I'm here to teach you. Well, I showed the receipts and I explained it away. Nope. No. Nobody cares about your pound of cure. But it, and it, and it takes more to try to cure the situation when you could have had an ounce of prevention. Just prevent it from coming on. Do whatever you can. Lie to them. You lie to them to get their draws anyway. Lie to them on their way out the door. Why all of a sudden you want to be truthful after you bust a nut? Ask me that. Make that make sense, gentlemen. 
You lied to him all the way to sleep with him. Now you want to be truthful and hold masculine frame like an alpha. You're a coward. Lie to him some more. You busted a nut. Keep lying to him. Oh, you were wonderful. You were the best. I can't wait to see you again. Here's your cab. Here's 50 bucks. Have a good night. I'll see you again. Lie to their ass for another five minutes. <laughs> right? But no, now you want to be truthful all of a sudden when you were a lying manipulator to get her, her draws the first time. Take the safety measures. Just keep lying to them on their way out of the door. You ain't got to tell them the truth. Aftercare is not about telling them the truth. It's about just go ahead and smooth this shit over until she gets home and she sends that text message. Daddy, you blew that back out. I can't wait for another time. Ding. Okay, I got what I needed. <laughs> and then you extend, extend, extend. Can I see you again, Daddy? Oh, shit, man. I'm going to be out of town. Oh, damn. Maybe next week. Oh, maybe. Then you see him again when you on a dry spell. Come on over, baby. And she comes right over. Yep, somebody said it. Mr. Xavier says, game does not stop with post-nut. See, your game artist only knows game up until they bust a nut, and they're a disaster after that. They know nothing after that. They, they're goofballs after that. First of all, they're goofballs even before that. But after they bust, after the woman's in their house alone, they know absolutely nothing. They fall apart. Game artists never teach you how to keep giving the woman, have keep keep the woman keep coming back, right? <laughs> they only just want to pump and dump, all right? Why? Because they're disasters afterwards. That's why you got to watch them game artists because they, they fall apart after they bust. Then they want to be, yeah, man, I got over on you, you cheap, nasty thrill. I try not to cuss. You cheap, nasty, easy thrill. You're the easy runaround suit. And then y'all get roasted in the court of public opinion. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who is this? Mr. Falk says, uh, Coach, get me caught up in men. Coach, get me caught up in men. I know it goes against what Coach is saying, but find a woman you respect and marry her and be content with sex with her. Playing the field will get you caught up no matter what your bank account is, how Rico Suave you are, and how big your salami is. So he's saying truth there that a lot of guys want to dismiss. Now, I'm not going to say marry him up. That's your thing. All right, but what I'm saying is uh, at some point, you're going to run out of steam on this game thing. All right, it's, it's going to happen. You're going to get 200. You're going to get 200 um, women. You're going to get 200 women and 201. The 201st woman is going to ruin your life. Deal with it, or you're going to get the itchy scratchy. It's just a matter of time. Let's get to Bronny James. How about that? How about that? Where are we at? How's the gas prices looking for y'all? It's up to $6.59 in Southern California for premium gas. All right. Yeah, I don't drive a Datsun. Here's the situation with Bronny James. As you guys know, people try to police men's salami all the time i fall victim to this thing here but uh for some reason black men you cannot do anything i don't see other races of women doing this to their men although in sweden we did have a problem with um a lot of the swedish men did try to go over there and get asian women i don't understand this there's not that many black americans in america 
Like, what are men supposed to do? What are women supposed to do? Like, we are literally 12% of the population. So if you break it down, black women are 6% of the U.S. population. Six. Again, if you live in Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., you don't understand this. If you live in Alabama and Atlanta, you don't get it, right? I get it. I understand. I've been to every city. I've been to every state except Alaska, right? So I, I understand how the demographics work. You can grow up in the area and not realize that you're a small demographic, right? I get it. But on the West Coast or in the upper echelons of society, meaning the higher I go up the echelon of the or the, the, the hierarchy ladder, I'm going to be exposed to less and less good people and less and less people of my kind. Especially this is especially true of black men or black women. So when you go up this ladder and you live in an area where there's not a lot of people like you, it's only likely that this is going to happen. So what we're seeing here is uh, LeBron James's son, who is his dad's one of the richest athletes in the world. Obviously, he's moved him out of the inner city. He doesn't go to the Akron Middle Public School that he allegedly opened. He's somewhere in Southern California. I know exactly where they are, but I'm not going to rat them out. But they know, you know, he plays for Sierra Canyon. And as a result, this is a small private school in the Valley, in the San Fernando Valley. If you know anything about the San Fernando Valley, there are not a lot of black people here. Um, and then when you add private school on top of that and you add in the mix um, the affordability of these private schools, you're not going to be exposed to a great amount of black people at that school. There's going to be a low, low percentage. I would venture to dare say less than 1%. Less than 1% of black women at that school. Young black women. The next part of this is this is a teenager, right? So I find it appalling that we're looking at a young boy getting his first experiences. That he's out here being roasted in public for his decision in his mate selection. He's 17 years old. If this is a 17-year-old girl, if this was a 17-year-old girl, her conversations about her mate selection would be probably off limits. Off limits. But here we are here. We're, he's supposed to pick a black woman. How? Look at his demographics. Look at his part. Look at where he is. It's probably not likely. Not only that, he's probably dealing with attractive white, Latina, Filipino, uh, Filipina, uh, attractive, very highly attractive young people at that age. How's he not going to pick her? There's no racial loyalty for these young men who grow up with wealthy people. This is the, this is one of the things about um, people who move their kids from the city to the suburbs to give them a better education. And I want you to hear me out on this because my mother did this as well. She moved me from Hawthorne in the, in the South Bay of um, Southern California to Thousand Oaks. All right, I say Thousand Oaks because many people might recognize it. It's close to Calabasas and whatnot, okay? So we moved from there, from Hawthorne to Thousand Oaks. If anybody knows about these demographics, the likelihood that I was going to meet a black woman at my new school near Thousand Oaks was very small. And I moved there in the 11th grade. So I'm coming from Hawthorne and I'm seeing mainly Hispanic and black women and a few white women, but and I'm seeing all white women, all right? 96% of the women that I'm seeing, maybe higher than that, 98%, maybe 99% I'm seeing that are not black. So in that, 
who am I going to mate select? I don't have any loyalty. I'm not going here. I'm just want to, I just want to get my salami wet. That's all. I just want some attention. And you're a young male. Anybody giving you attention? I remember the first day of school. I went to the first day of school in my school near Thousand Oaks. I'm going to tell you this story. So I'm coming from Hawthorne. Back in that day, you know, it was a mix. So it was, there were white women there and I dated all races of people when I was in Hawthorne. But I go to my school in Thousand Oaks, California. The first day of school there, there were three white girls that was like, I'm, I'm going to have you. Like they was like choosing. And I was one of, of nine black males there. I was one of nine black males and I was the newest of the black males. I was the one of the black males that didn't grow up with them. So of the nine black males that were there, probably six grew up with all of them. The new, the ones that were there moved in. And I was the newest one on campus, 11th grade. As you guys know, once you get to 11th grade, you got a little bit more swag. There were three redheads that were like, that's what I want. And I ain't never knew nothing about no redheads. I immediately had a redhead fetish. <laughs> it was immediately, it was like, oh, what is this? And this one girl, this one redhead, first day of school, she was like, I'm going to get meat. That's what she was saying. I'm going to get meat. And I was like, you going to get me? She's like, I'm going to get meat. First day of school that I'm there. First week, it was a Kaylee adventure. I saw so many flatbacks I've never seen in my life. I was like, God dang, is this flatback heaven? With that being said, I know what LeBron James' son is going through. He's just a young man that wants attention. And his attention, since he's a superstar, he's well-known, he's nationally known, his attention is going to be heightened. Women are going to be pushing themselves on him. They're going to be choosing him. He has no he has no need for game. He better get some game because he's about to get some of these girls knocked up. But they're they're giving him all the attention. What he's supposed to do? Turn it down? What he's supposed to do? Nah, all of you, 99% of all these women of other races, I'm going to wait for my black queen to show up. Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. I went to school with guys who were the stars on the, on the football field, and them girls will let them dudes slide up in there easily. They were choosing. I always tell you, they choose. And they will let them do it. If you, even if you have a girlfriend, even if you didn't slid in her her best friend, I know. When you're that guy, they're letting you. So what is he supposed to do at 17? Nah, I'm going to wait till a sister comes around. So he's got this young girl. They just went to prom. We don't know anything about their relationship other than they went to prom and took some pretty pictures. She was the lucky one that he said, yes, I'll go to prom with. She got lucky. But people are criticizing him because you're somewhere in Birmingham, Alabama, and you don't realize what demographics are. And you're like, how could, his, how could LeBron's black mother let him go out with this white girl? Come to Southern California, and I will tell you. It will, be, it will fly in your face. It will be very apparent why. Not only that, she probably comes from a wealthy family. This is probably, this is, why is this a big deal? And the, the straw that breaks this camel's back is the people who support Kamala Harris, the people who support the Supreme Court Justice um, Katani, Katanji Brown, 
their husbands are white men. And all you heard were crickets. You hear crickets. People always, you know, I hear people talk about, oh, all you like is white girls. Come to Southern California. Come to Orange County, California. Okay. I live in Orange County. Well, move back to South Central. That's what you want me to do. Move back to South Central so I can date a sister. In Orange County, California, it is a 1% black race here. And one, it's 1%. And you'll be lucky to see. I'm, clo I'm closer to the coast of Orange County, which means to say there's likelihood that there's very little black women here. Very little. Many times, if you see a black woman, she's going to ignore you. We don't have a sisterhood, a brotherhood here. We don't have it here. Okay, so people have to understand that about this demographic. But people don't, and they're just supposed to be like, he should wait for a black queen. He should go to South Central. What are he supposed to do? Uh, go to South Central and pick up a woman? Go to the Valley and wait for the two black women that live in the Valley to pick them up? What is he supposed to do? Shout out to ABL. Somebody says, bro, there's plenty of what? Plenty of what? Plenty of black people here? There's 1% in our, there's 1%. Do I need to pull up the chart? In California, it's less than 5% of black people in California, the entire population. So what is he supposed to do? Somebody tell me. It's less than 5%. What are you supposed to do? Jump on a dating app? <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Wait. And especially, again, when you climb up the social hierarchy or you climb up the financial hierarchy, it becomes less and less. Is he supposed to take, if he's, is he supposed to be like Kobe Bryant to take Brandy to the prom? ABL says, if you see an attractive black woman in Los Angeles, she's probably an actress or you're not, and you're not a movie director. So, yeah, it gets a little bit bleak. People don't understand the culture here. Our cultures are extremely different. I can see a black woman walking down the street in Newport, and she'll cross the street. She'll ignore me. She'll keep her head down. She won't be like, hey, brother, how are you? I'm glad to see a brother like you here. No, she'd be like, okay, who is this Dusty? He going to hit on me just like the other guys did, and she'll ignore me. She'll ignore me. I'll be highly likely to have a Latina chick jump in my lap before I would have a black woman what I'm supposed to do, chase her around? Somebody says, I heard the whole state of California is like 5% black. It is. It's 5% or less. Now, we do have a lot of people, so that 5% makes up a lot of people. However, in the grand scheme of things, that means there's 95% who are not black. So when it comes down to getting my whistle wet, what am I going to do, wait around? Let me see here. Here it is. Um, let me see if I can pull up the, the numbers here. Here it is, 5.8%. This is according to Google. You can trust it or not. Percentage of California black, 5.8%. Now, that's 40, That's 5.8 of 40 million, right? So again, that number is high considerably. But that also means 95% are not. <laughs> All right? 95% are not black women. So if, if a man's dating and he's choosing, 95% are not. And with that being said, of that 95%, 
there's 15% that are willing to let him date him. So they'll 15% of that 95%, most of them will be off limits to him, but 15% is fair game. What he's going to do. And I think it's unfair to put that on that young guy like that. All right. So we got that down. All right. Um, appreciate ABO for being here. And those, those numbers are concentrated in certain areas. So if you're saying there's 5%, more than likely they're going to be in Inglewood, Carson, Compton, the greater Los Angeles area. And then on the outskirts of Los Angeles, they're not going to be there. They're going to be somewhere maybe in uh, Rancho Cucamonga, maybe. And then you go up Northern California, Richmond, Oakland, Sacramento, and then nowhere else. Once you go on the outskirts of those areas, then it gets smaller and smaller. They're concentrated in most areas. When you go to San Diego, there's a part of San Diego that has a greater population. And then when you go the rest of San Diego, you aren't going to see any. But it is what it is. I know people don't want to understand that. So I, And then it's most likely the hood, right? So if you are in the upper echelon, you start to rise up. You're not going back to Crenshaw. Crenshaw is a district. It's not even a city. Crenshaw is just an area, a descriptive area. So Crenshaw is not even a city. So it's just a district. It's just a little area. Um, but you're not going to go. If, if I'm in the San Fernando Valley, if I'm in Thousand Oaks, I'm not going back to Inglewood to pick up a girl. You're just not going to do it. You're like, why would I do that? But some people are like, yeah, you should do it because y'all brothers and sisters. No. <laughs> that's not how dude that's it's, if you're a young dude under 25 you're not going to do that you don't care about that you're going to see an armenian chick with a fat tail and all of that racial stuff is going to go right out the window you're going to see a latina chick and just how you like them and she's going to be like feeling you and you're going to go there you're going to see a white chick that'll be like i want meat and you're going to do it you're not going to wait and drive an hour away just because they're black you know what I mean? And by the way, um, the way California works with traffic, you're not driving all over Southern California to uphold your racial dating standards. To go 20 miles, it'll take you 45 minutes, if not an hour. If it's four or five o'clock in the afternoon, it's going to take your ass two hours to drive from one part of Southern California to the other. You're not going to do it because they're black. You're not. Now, I know you live in Columbus, and you'll drive clear to Cincinnati for some peace leave. And you'll get on the damn interstate, and it'll be no traffic, and you'll breeze right through and head to Cincinnati. But in Southern California, it takes me, during peak traffic, it takes me 30 minutes to go 12 miles. You know, you guys got to understand that. So nobody's going to be like, well, to uphold my race, <laughs> and to uphold my race, I'll drive two hours in traffic to go see somebody. It ain't going to happen, especially a young man. So I don't get this whole thing about it. There's a lot wrong with that story. First of all, he's a teenager. Second of all, it's Southern California. Third of all, he's in a higher echelon than most people could ever be in, and he's going to be exposed to more than that. Number four, they're throwing it at him easily. What is he going to do? Turn it down? Number five, he's a celebrity. 
Stop with the bullshit. Yeah, I will damn near not even drive 30 minutes in Southern California. I'm like, they'd be like, hey, um, because I live in I live in Orange County, Newport. And they'll be like, hey, I live in um Whittier. Without traffic, that drive is 40 minutes. With traffic, it's an hour and 30 minutes. It's not that far away. But in California driving time, it's a world's away. I'm not driving to no damn Los Alamitos. I'm not driving to Cerritos. I'm not driving to Corona on the 91 at 5 o'clock to pick your ass up for a date at 630. I'm not driving there. Hell no. And then drive an hour and a half back just to meet you because I swipe right on you on Tinder. You got to be out of your mind. And where I live, if they live in fucking Tustin, I'm like, oh, well, that's a little too far. For some big woman. Forget the Illinois Empire, the IE. They want me to go over to Pomona, Rancho Cucamonga. Hey, meet me over here because they, they set their mileage to 50 miles. Long Beach is a damn trek. Meet me in Long Beach. Oh, shit. But people don't get it. People don't get it about this. So uh, I feel bad for LeBron James' son. Uh, let's see here. Last story. Yes, last story. Oh, I don't know if you guys know, Amber Heard and Elon Musk had a relationship. Did y'all know that? And now they're saying Amber Heard had a baby, and it might have been Elon Musk's frozen eggs. Look at that. Amber Heard is one of these women that always, I don't know if that picture is real, by the way. That looks like they superimposed the head on it here. But Amber Heard over here with Elon Musk. What is going on with this woman? She must have a powerful peace league. Or there's some, look. So she with the trial with Johnny Depp, she probably going to be on trial with Elon Musk. She put a kiss on him because, yeah, that looked like Photoshop to me. That did not look like a real picture of him. That does not, they superimpose his head right there. Um, but um, Elon Musk is with, this is real. Elon Musk is with Amber Heard. That's real. This woman is a apex predator. She is the definition of apex predator. All right. How does this woman find herself with these men? What has she got? She's an MK ultra sex kitten. This is not fake. And apparently she has a baby and um, it is allegedly she's alleging or somebody's alleging that they are frozen eggs um, or they're frozen sperm or something or frozen embryos of Elon Musk. There it is right there. There's the baby. There's Amber Heard with the baby. And allegedly, maybe she was a surrogate. She had it through surrogacy. And it might be Elon Musk's child. Holy moly. You men out here, I tell you. <laughs> um, what was the last story? Oh, it was this story right here. It was Karen Steffens, a.k.a. Super You-Know-What. Am I sharing the screen? Listen to this story about Karen Steffens. This is from the Working Man's Podcast. Shout out to you. He follows this program over here. This is the video. He has a short video. It looks like a one-minute Instagram from the Working Man's Podcast. Listen to Karen Steffens. And I might have one more story for you, so hang tight. About the woman who got her Instagram page back by giving up the cheeks to uh, someone that works at Instagram. 
I'm going to try to find a video. Listen to her describe her relationships because she's a woman of power. She's a boss, B.I. And she's going to describe how she's got these men in check, how she has a husband, and she has multiple boyfriends. This is the original origin of the thought culture, Superhead. Some of you guys don't know who she is, but she's a woman. I'll give you a little bit here. Somebody said she off the powder. Superhead, this is her nickname. She, she nicknamed, she kept this nickname. So back in the early 2000s, she wrote a book about how she used to suck off professional athletes and actors. And she left one caveat, a little bit of a secret, of one man who was in a marriage who she refused to name. She used to call him Mr. Big Daddy, or I can't remember what she called him. But the secret guy ended up being, should I name him? Should I name who the secret guy was in the book? Yeah, I'll name him. It was Method Man, the rapper from the Wu-Tang Clan. So that was a part of her secret in her book. She's going to name, not name one of the guys. She named Shaquille O'Neal. She named all the damn, but she named everybody, Flavor Flav, whoever. But the one secret guy was a married guy, and she didn't want to rat him out. She called him a nickname, and then she ended up, the secret came out that it was Method Man. Yeah, it was Bobby Brown. She had a whole bunch of dudes. So anyway, she was Britney. Oh, she was Britney. What's the girl's name? Britney, not Britney Griner. Uh, Britney Renner. She was Britney Renner but way before Britney Renner. She was the video vixen girl before. Yeah, she was Britney Renner before Britney Renner. Let's hear her. In a bow are my two boyfriends, and they're gonna be calling three o'clock in the morning. Wayne had the house number. So now mind you, I have my kid, my husband has his kid. We have kids. And by the way, it's my house that I pay for. I pay all the bills. Everybody's dependent on me. I'm the boss bitch. So what she described there, she's the high value woman. Remember when Kevin Samuels would say high value men can cheat? And everybody's like, this is not true. So she's saying she's the high value woman. I pay the bills. I'm the boss chick. I everybody depends on me. So now she's setting that up to say she can cheat. Let's go ahead and review it again. In a bow are my two boyfriends, and they're gonna be calling three o'clock in the morning. Wayne had the house number. So now mind you, I have my kid, my husband has his kid. We have kids. And by the way, it's my house that I pay for. I pay all the bills. Everybody's dependent on me. I'm the boss bitch. Like Again, I just wanted to preface that because what we're seeing is women have a lot of times been the authority, the moral authority, when they didn't have the power. And they would say, well, if I had the power, I wouldn't cheat. If I had the power, I wouldn't do what these men would do. And then when they get the power, guess what they do? They do exactly what men were doing. And then they say, well, y'all gave up the power already. So hell with you. You see, this is what people do. It's just human nature. It's no reason to get mad at women. But this is why this push for equality and equal relationships and all that stuff. It's a joke. Because if they ever, ever get power, they're going to do exactly what we were doing to them. And I know this. Like, you don't pay for nothing. You don't, you don't answer no funds around here. Whatever, I do what the fuck I want. And I remember just waking up my husband like, hey, I'm like I gotta go, I'm taking the rover. You gotta move your car. You couldn't move it to the street and then pull yourself No, out. I'm not doing all this manual labor. <laughs> and then he would move the car. And then I remember one particular night, I was in my car, I was backing out of the driveway. He moved his car into the street and then he gave me a kiss goodbye. I'm like, all right, baby, I'll see you in like two or three days. So what she's doing is she's gonna say, hey, uh, my husband's okay with me out here. And a lot of men are, you know, he's, he's gonna do his dirt too. But she's trying to act like, hey, you know, I'm a high value woman and he's going to just kiss me on the cheek so I can go suck off whoever I need. This, this is what she's saying. I'm not saying this. 
I'm trying to clean it up. I'm going to be away for three days, getting my back blown out. Not two or three days. Yes. And then I'd be gone for two or three days. And then I would go home to my husband. And he would have my dinner waiting. My bath water ran. He I want to be like, like Elizabeth when I grow up. What and the then like fuck? a glass of wine. Like, welcome home, honey. Did you have fun? Yes. Bitch, I had so much fun. Yeah. Um. So, again, this is the stuff that we talk about. This might be some fictional story she's telling or whatever she's telling. But these are the stories we talk about. Uh, when when Kevin was saying high value men can do this, everybody was up in arms. Now, when she's saying she can do this or whatever character she's talking about can do this, um, now everybody's like, "Oh, you a boss, and this is what I want, and I would want to do that." You know what I mean? It's it's what we have to deal with in our world, right? Let me see here. What was that? No jumper podcast. No jumper uh, podcast. Woman sleeps with Instagram. Let me see if I can pull that clip. Instagram employee to get her account back. It should pop up. Um, nope, it did. Oh, uh, nope, it didn't pop up. I'm, I might need the clip real quick if somebody. Oh, let's see it. Her name is. Oh, I can't remember. Somebody have it. Somebody have it. I, I have to pull it up real quick because I had it on my Twitter, but the Twitter page refreshed. <laughs> so I was like, oh god dang, I didn't, I didn't, um. I didn't save it how I needed to save it. So I apologize. As the show went on, I was like, oh, I lost the clip. But there's a woman. Let's just tell you the story, and then I'll get to the rest of the chats. There's a young woman, and I want to show her because you can see, you'll see she's kind of like the modern, some of the reflections of what modern young women are going through with Generation Z. It's going to be hard for you guys to marry these women in the future. So the story goes like this. A woman loses her Instagram account, and um, she stalks. Instagram employees, Facebook employees, because Facebook owns Instagram. She stalks the employees on LinkedIn. And then she finds one of the employees and she gets access to him. And then she admits, hey, I'm sleeping with this guy to get my Instagram uh, uh, Instagram account back. And she's bragging on the No Jumper podcast that that's what she did. And she said, yeah, I was just sleeping with him so he can get my Instagram account back. Man, this is what, dude, uh, let's see here. Gosh darn, it was this woman here. Uh, her name is, uh, let me see. I don't look for, some, it, it was, I think it was this woman right here. This Asian, uh, she looks like she's Asian. I think this was this woman. If somebody can give me the clip. Oh, y'all can't even see the screen. But it's this woman here. This is where Generation Z slash the young millennials are going. I got to find the clip. If somebody has the clip, let me know. But um, I had it on Twitter, and I just, I just completely lost it. It was um, she looks bet. She says she better look good for an Asian. She better be a good looking Asian. Let me see here. Woman sleeps with a man. No jumper podcast. Let me see if I can find no jumper. That might help. But then I'll have to skip through. Okay, it. guys. So I got. And it'll make for bad television. Is it Kazami Kazumi? Do they have timestamps? Yes, I think this is her. Yes, sister. Yes, sis. Let me see here. Yeah, I won't be able to find it, but we'll find it. We'll find it. I think her name is Kazumi. But she comes out. She said her parents were strict. I can't find it. All right. Anyway, she's a prawn star. Is she a prawn star? She's Japanese. Okay. It is what it is. 
But uh, yeah, it's a young woman saying that she slept with an Instagram employee to get her Instagram account back. So uh, this is kind of where the world is going. And young women, by the way, young women watch these shows and then they repeat these things because it's life on easy mode is what they believe. But it's not an easy life living like this. There's a lot of tears at, at night. <laughs> There's a lot of ruined reputations. There's a lot of, uh, eventually they'll do what, a lot of these girls are doing when they get 30, they'll say, hey, I want to erase that part. Deadly Ellie, I delivered food to Mike Tyson once and I know where he lives, but my lips are sealed. Mm -hmm. I know where he lives too. Um, one thing about being a celebrity, I mean, being in Southern California, you see celebrities like it's no tomorrow. Uh, let's see here. KT Thomas, KT, <laughs> KT says, um, why should people be restricted to being with people of their own ethnic background. The way of thinking has no logic. We are all one race. That is the human race. We are uh, a people of different ethnic backgrounds. Man, not a lot of people believe what you're saying there, right? So they they ain't going for none of that. You got a lot of people that, that don't think that way. So I can't even, I don't even have a defense for that. <laughs> I don't even have a consent defense. Because uh, that's going to be a hard for people to argue. M many people have for a long time used, used um, racism means to, of control, right? So I get it. People want to preserve their own people and protect their own people and that. But uh, that ship has sailed, in my opinion, in America. But it is what it is. You guys can have your own opinion. I don't disagree with people who dislike um, interracial dating. But I'm also a person that says it's 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 going to be hard for a lot of people. It's not as easy as it seems like, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, like Umar Johnson and them, the guy, where does Umar Johnson live? Philadelphia or something. I find people that live in Philadelphia to, um, they don't have a grip on how the rest of the country looks like they have no clue. Shout out to the people in Philadelphia, but people there, they have no clue because a lot of times you, those people, they don't leave Philadelphia. <laughs> like they go to New Jersey, Philadelphia, Delaware. They just circle around there. All right. And all of their friends live in Trenton, Rochester, New York. Like they go, they never see anything different. But when you get the hell out of there, you wake up really fast and you go, wow, the rest of the country is a lot different than Philadelphia or Atlanta. Again, I always use Atlanta. I always say, if anything we're talking about related to race, if Atlanta comes up, you can't use Atlanta as a, well, Atlanta, they do, you can't use Atlanta. You automatically have to dismiss the use of Atlanta if you talk about anything related to economics and because they'll be like, well, they're successful black folks in Atlanta. You got to throw Atlanta out. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't use Atlanta. It, Atlanta don't count in terms of defining anything for anybody. It's a, what would they call Atlanta? You got to call Atlanta, like you got to put that out because it skews the data. Atlanta's the curve buster. Atlanta's the curve buster. You, because as soon as you throw Atlanta on top of any statistics, it just takes the curve. Yeah, it's an outlier. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I've been trying to look for. Atlanta is an outlier. It's not doesn't reflect any other city in the United States of America. Thank you, Jim H. 
you know, the coach gang is smart. Atlanta's an outlier. It's an anomaly. It, it doesn't even count. As soon as you throw Atlanta in there, it just skews everything. So they'll be like, they're successful people. I don't know. They're successful black folks. I don't know what you're talking about, coach. And I say, well, where do you live? Atlanta. You got to throw it out. You got to be like, that don't count. <laughs> All right. So that's just the thing about Atlanta. There's no other similar city in the United States. It is one of its own. It's an outlier. It's one of a kind. No other city is like it. But there's a lot of other cities, Rochester, Trenton, Philadelphia, Shotlanta, Chicago, Gary, that are similar. They're all similar, similar characteristics, and you can throw them all in a pot, and then you can come up with the data. All right, Mr. Barkley is in the building. He says, couldn't make a new plan without you, coach. Bless. This is what we do here. And sorry for the white folks. I'll talk about trailer park trash places if you want. You know, because I leave y'all out. I talk about the community a lot. So if we want to talk about trash areas in the middle of these small towns, I'll have at it. We could talk about Kentucky, Tennessee. All right, I could throw Tennessee all up under the bus. I can get in on Knoxville. If y'all want me to, Nashville, Las Vegas, Phoenix. All right, I could get in there and talk about all these meth areas. Y'all want me to go in on them? <laughs> Atlanta, outside of Connecticut. All of Ohio and Wisconsin, we can get in there. I could go in and all of that, bro. Middle of Wyoming, Rock Springs, Wyoming. I've been there too. We could talk about Rock Springs, Wyoming, and talk about how <laughs> how trash. Yeah, I've been in all of these places too, bro. It ain't that pretty. Don't think I love it. Do y'all be thinking white folks got it made? Do y'all go live around white folks? Y'all realize that they ain't got it made. Even the rich ones be at each other's neck. Y'all think white folks sitting around celebrating that there ain't no ninjas around. They do for a minute, boy. When the sun come out, they be out. They be out like sea lions. They blather themselves up. Some of them don't. They forget their sunscreen. Oh, I forgot my sunscreen. They come out looking like a lobster because the weather done got nice. Again, Americans, I'm not impressed with you. You guys come out. Them people come out laying on the beach like sea lions. And then guess what? <laughs> oh my god it's a damn disaster boy they run back onto their trailer park they be at each other's neck suing each other they don't like their neighbors they be leaving dog feces on their doorstep it's a mess right they they are a mess y'all think they got it made all that they, they white they got it made yeah in certain sense they do but man they do some dastardly things to their neighbors. They get behind that gated community. They close them doors in the suburbs. World War III. Just with their wife alone. Don't let me bring up the Hatfields and the McCoys. All right, man, these people be at each other's neck. If y'all wanted to chill, just leave them alone. Yeah, Fontana, Fontucky, Bakersfield, Barstow. They be out here. Their places, dude, they got worse places. They're on worse economic conditions than most of anybody else in this country. They be on welfare like crazy. Just numerically, they be on welfare. <laughs> oh, get on that. There's an app called um, Next. No, not Next Door. Is it called Next Door? I think it's called Next Door. Get on the app. I don't know if you can do this, though. 
Get on the app and go to a suburban neighborhood and get on the app. Them Karens be tearing up stuff on that app. Karen's going crazy on next door app. Y'all think white folks just sitting around having barbecue. Man, we lucky we didn't put the gates up so no ninjas come in. They be they close them gates. They drive behind a gated community with their big sunglasses and a nice car with the tinted windows. They park in their garage and they don't want nothing to do with the next person, not even their next door neighbor. They want nothing to do with them. They be at each they be at each other's neck. They go to a HOA meeting and them Karens be raising hell. And you think, oh, they're so nice. They got these nice houses in these nice neighborhoods. You go up in there. There's a Karen walking down the street talking about uh, writing down HOA violations. She, she at the corner watching people go 15 miles an hour, five miles an hour over the community speed limit. And she reporting them to the damn community. Bruh, they be. <laughs> oh, your shrubs. You need to cut your shrubs. Your lawn is an inch too long. Oh, you have unauthorized painting. Your address number need to be on your. They be tattletelling on each other. Tattletelling. Then they meet in the neighborhood and they want to be at each other's neck, but they don't handle it with the knives and the guns and the fisticuffs. You know why? Because they have a career. Their husbands have careers and reputations, so they can't choke the other Karen out. But they want to choke the other Karen out. They want to choke her out. They want to drive by, shoot the Karen. <laughs> they want to drive by, shoot the Karen. So what happens is when you don't, when you finally make it, and you're a minority, and you say, oh, I'm going to move into the nice neighborhood and the gated community, and they, the Karen start picking on you, you think it's racist. But you don't realize Karen doing that to the whole neighborhood. She doing that to the entire neighborhood, and you think because you black or Mexican or Asian that they're picking on you. That's what they do. They do that to each other 24-7. Your kids set up a lemonade stand. Oh, and they cute Karen down there tearing down the lemonade stand. You're like, hey, hey. There's the HOA says there's no lemonade stands between 12 and 4 on Saturday. There's no cigar smoking in the backyards ever. HOA penalty. She have them damn writing the citation out for you. I'm telling you, man, they sue each other in court. I, I just letting you guys know. You guys think that they got it made and they out here. I used to tell them they act worse than ninjas sometimes, but they do it. They do it in a way that you can't choke them. <laughs> you can't whip their ass into the rope and give them a Tito Santana forearm. Like in the hood, you could just be like, all right, you want to keep bothering me? Then you call Ray Ray, a Ray Ray. And then somebody leave a package for them or somebody beat them up around the corner. You can't do that because these people got money. They have your ass in court carrying a show up with a neck brace and a wheelchair like this. Now your ass done lost your whole damn. Now you kicked out of the country club. You kicked out of the private school. You kicked out of everywhere. So I'm just telling you, man, I they, they're not sitting here celebrating that they moved away from you up the hill in the private gated community. When they're in there with their people, they be in there doing some, like I remember I had clients because I worked in private communities. That's what I did. And so this one lady, I have two clients, they're neighbors. You would think they saw each other. They would be like, oh, hi, Sally. Oh, hi, Tammy. Nope. 
this one lady, I, I didn't even know. I trained them for years, and I, I trained them one time back-to-back. -back. And then she was like, oh, you train her? They be mad jealous, too, because they think you're their trainer. Like, they think they own you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you train Sally? I was like, yeah. She's like, I hate Sally. Now, before she told me she hates Sally, she was like, oh, hi, Sally. How's the kids? How's soccer? Yeah, that passive-aggressive. Yeah, that passive-aggressive. And then, oh, I hate that. I hate Sally. Oh, why you hate Sally? Well, one time when they were remodeling my house, this is a first world problem shit. <laughs> I was getting my house remodeled and they were painting. The, the Mexicans were painting. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's some real plantation shit. When the, when the Mexicans were painting with their paint gun, it must have been a windy day and some paint got on her Mercedes E60 uh, C uh, AMG on her paint job. And then she tried to blame my Mexicans for putting paint on her car. I was like, she didn't say Mexicans, but you know that we're Mexicans. But anyway, <laughs> this on plantation, y'all guys think the plantation was all just Black people working, everybody else just waving their fan, drinking lemonade. They was doing plantation politics too. The woman was going, oh, I got the vapors passing out. When her husband had a one-week buggy trip to go get some peace leave and she knew it. So she was looking at the plantation. She didn't catch the vapors. She like, all right, he doing me dirty. All right, let me just go on and get, hey, Mufasa, get over here. So anyway, she mad because the Mexicans put paint on her on her neighbors and so she sued her for putting messing up the car paint job these are two of my clients i tell you man they was at each other's neck but they was at each other's neck legally it's a different way it's a whole different game man i'm just giving y'all information this is just experience talking so i never look at it i've been in the suburbs long many 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 years and it's not harmonious here it might look harmonious, but that's called a facade, a facade. The facade is perfection. The lawns are manicured. Nobody's lawns got weed on them. If you get weeds, if the weeds are and the vines are crawling up the house, they're going to HOA sue your ass. All right. Um, the gate, everything's pristine. Everything's nice and quiet. But behind the gates and behind the closed doors is World War Three every night. It's a dreamland. It's Pleasantville. But if you bring your black tail here thinking that it's going to be nice and they're going to treat you nice, you better learn how to politic. You better learn how to smile in faces. You better learn how to stab people in the back without stabbing them. You better learn that there's clicks. And one more thing you better learn. When you get here to the suburbs, there's hierarchies within the suburb. Right, because there's wealthy people beyond wealthy. And then there's you paycheck to paycheck just trying to struggle and strive your way through the suburbs. But they have these little partitioned off communities that they'll be like, hey, what? where do you live? And you'll be like, well, I live in Newport. Yeah, but where in Newport? Oh, you done fucked up now. Now you messed up. Because when you answer, and it is not one of the four or five high-level communities, you in the ghetto. You in the ghetto. Mm. 
mm-hmm. you're in the ghetto of whatever said suburb you're in. You're in the ghetto. You need to name the five big communities. If you're not in that, you down a hill. That's suburban 101. Well, I live in the townhouses over. Oh, well, uh, you know, nice knowing you. It's time to go. You better say Newport Coast. You better say One Four Road. You better say Big Canyon. If you don't say any of them, if you don't say any of them, you better say Pelican Bay. You better say Pelican Hill. You better say, if you don't say any of those, oh, I live in, uh, they're going to be like. Because <laughs> they're going to find out. All they got to say is, yep, you don't say Emerald Bay, you out. You say some sh- like, oh, I live in uh, Baywood. Hold up, hold up, where's my sound effect? I live in Baywood. Yeah, you live in a classy Mercedes suburbs. That's where you live at. Because there's people rich on top of rich on top of rich. And if you say Costa Mesa, because I know a lot of people like, oh, Costa Mesa. Man, Costa Mesa is considered the ghetto in Orange County. And it's nice in Costa Mesa. Like, this is how crazy it is. But it's old money. It's old money. It's run down. The houses are old. All right. Yeah, you got to say Cota de Casa, Anaheim Hills. If you say I live in Anaheim, if I you say I live in Fullerton. <laughs> I live in Huntington Beach. You know what they call Huntington Beach? They call it the 909. They say everybody comes from the 909 down to Huntington Beach. They, they, I once saw a bumper sticker that said, don't 909 my Huntington Beach. If you know what 909 is, that's Riverside. So they know a lot of Riverside people will come down to Huntington Beach. Hey, man, don't think that you because you made it to the suburbs, you made it. You at the bottom and you got to climb your way up. If you ain't on the hierarchy, higher hierarchy, they ain't going to treat you like dirt. It's just how it works. Oh, I, oh, sorry. Inland Empire is 909. The IE. Riverside is something else. But, yep. Kobe didn't live in Huntington. Hell no, he didn't. He might have had a house in, or a house in Huntington. Kobe lived in Newport Coast. All right? So, he didn't. He lived in the top of the top. So, it's classism like crazy. Classism like crazy. Yeah, Back Bay, Newport, you on the up. I mean, you're, you're still good. But if you live... Uh, anywhere other sides of Newport, or they'll say east side Costa Mesa. They're like, oh, you live on east side Costa Mesa? Okay, you are right. I live in west Costa Mesa. They'd be like. But everybody has that. But I always tell people, even if you made it out, you still got to climb up with the bulls. And that's how it works. Thousand Oaks, same thing. Thousand Oaks is cool. Agora, Westlake, Calabasas, cool. If you say you live somewhere in uh, Encino, well, Encino is all right, too. That's old money. Um, Reseda, Topanga Canyon. Topanga is all right, too. But Encino, I'm sorry, Reseda. You live in Reseda. You you old, that's you out. <laughs> anyway, shout out to everybody, man. That's your map of California. Uh, Dana Point is still good. 
Encino's good. Shout out to Eric Sai. He says, roar. This is Roar Weekend. Shout out to Zone. He says, for the coach gang, appreciate you, man. Thank you. Keon says, there's no sisters in Dana Point, Laguna, and Newport. You be hard-pressed to find them. You got to import them into Laguna, Dana Point, and Newport. You got to, they're not here. They're here, but they're not. Shout out for uh for the Working Man's Podcast. Thank you for the shout out. Appreciate you for letting me use that video. Darren says, new supporter coach. I appreciate the knowledge. Appreciate you, man. Last of the PayPal's and we'll get out of here. Because I got to go let Kaylee give me a little bit of body work on the massage today. All right. Shout out to Kaylee. And we got everybody. Appreciate y'all for being here. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back. I may be back tonight because I missed Tuesday night. So I may be back tonight. That's if that's if the junior college is slow. <laughs> right? No, I'm just joking, man. Shout out to the coach game. Protect your neck. Protect yourself out here. Peace.